Hey y'all, I'm Reese, and welcome to Making Meaning. Making Meaning is here to guide you along your path to make meaning in a way that makes sense for you. This week, I am joined by one of my best friends, Kate Jarrier. Kate works in event rentals in Dallas, Texas, and is one of the most fun-loving and joyful human beings that I know. During this episode, we gabbed about life, the afterlife, inner peace, and more over a glass of wine. I do have a few notes before we jump into the episode. During our conversation, Kate and I discussed a few traumatic experiences she's had, including a family member's death, so I wanted to share a content warning if listening to those topics may be upsetting for you. We also delve into Catholicism, and for brevity, we make a few generalizations, and I just want to note that there are many different ways people can practice Catholicism and other religions, and that those generalizations are just that. A generalization, certainly not a conclusion about everyone who might adopt the title of Catholic. This was such a fun conversation and a fun moment with one of my favorite people on this planet, and I am so excited for you to listen. So let's take a deep breath. And get started. Hi, Kate. Hi, Reese. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I am so excited that we're doing this, that we're sitting down. We um, just poured a couple of glasses of some some Sauvignon Blanc. Yes, we did. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, Do you I think like that, that that will be actual ASMR yeah. for our sweet listeners? Can't wait to listen. Okay. So to start off our conversation... I just want to ask, what is one thing that you're grateful for right now? Hmm. Um, I would say my friends and family. Are mm. those two things or is that? No, that's, okay. that, that okay. counts as one. Yeah, everyone, all the people in my life. I love that. Yeah. What about you? Okay, more and more recently, people have been turning this question back at me, and I'm like, oh, shoot. I, I don't know why I didn't expect that, but I should have. Um, besides those and the obvious things, mm-hmm. probably this glass of wine yep. and power naps. Yes. I took a power nap this afternoon, and it revived me. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, my Sundays are for power naps. I yeah. sleep in late, but I still take a nap. Put that on mid-day. a t-shirt. Sundays are for power naps. <laughs> yeah, we should. Honestly, that, that'd be a good Put t-shirt. our faces on the back, too. <laughs> yeah, faces. Like, Hi. Okay, so to kind of dive into content, uh-huh. however you interpret this question, whatever it means to you, just tell me your story. My story? The story of Kate Jarrier. Um... And that can be in as much detail or as little detail as you want. Okay, I'll just give you my life summary. Um, Yeah. I was born in Boston, and I lived there up until I graduated high school, and then I went to TCU, where I met you and all my other friends. Um, I have three younger siblings. I'm the oldest of four. I have three awesome dogs, Comet, Finley, and Rosie. I love them so much. Um, My two parents, yeah, kind of lived the typical middle-class white picket fence growing up. I loved it. Um, Had two bunnies, too. Shout out. Oh, really? Uh I didn't know you had bunnies. Yeah, I have bunnies. Smooter and Ollie. They're so cute. (laughs) Smooter? Yeah. We we got them with those names, so we couldn't... Oh, I wanted to change funny. it to Scooter, but no, it's it was Smooter. That's so funny. Um, Yeah, and then went to Fort Worth for college, and I've been here ever since, and now I like graduated during the pandemic, 
and now um, I'm working with an event designer in Dallas. So, you said that a couple questions, a mm-hmm. couple different things. Um, going back to a little bit of the beginning, you said that you grew up just this typical kind of family, white picket fence, America, but that you loved it. Mm-hmm. What do you think you loved about this? It's kind of the like classic American dream vision that people have. Why do you think that that was so special for you? So being the oldest of four kids, I always felt like I... I kind of felt like the third parent in my family, Mm. which growing up, I didn't like because you have like so many more obligations than your your younger siblings do, but it made me grow a lot closer to them. Mm. And like my parents are like my best friends. I had like the best yard, the best neighbors, best company all the time. So yeah, I mean, I literally had no complaints. I mean, other than... The typical child complaining. Sure, sure. But, um, yeah, it was just, everything was so perfect growing up. I feel kind of guilty. (laughs) Wait, what do you mean by that? I don't know. I feel like, like, I'm just so blessed and privileged that Mm. I feel like some people, I mean, well, a lot of people don't get to have the same experience that I have. But, I mean, I think that just is even more reason to share your story, mm-hmm. you know? It's like when with great power comes great responsibility, you know? It's like if you've been yeah. given a lot, you can give, give a lot. A lot yeah. And I would say, my sweet Kathleen, that I think you do give a lot. I think that you're a very kind person to everyone you meet and that, that largely... I mean, just being a good person comes from your family a lot, so... Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So you're from Boston originally. Yes, and you moved to Fort Worth for school. Obviously, we met in college. What was it about TCU that made you want to go across country? So I think a lot of it... Well, I went to a small private Catholic school for high school. And a lot of the people that I went to school with all stayed in New England and Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New York... And I just wanted to do something different, kind of get away from the scene of knowing everyone who, they all go to the same college, all that. And also, I hate snow. I hate winters. (laughs) So I was like, I need need something different. And then when I was a junior in high school, my dad and I toured TCU, and I just loved the campus. Yeah. Loved everything about it. Um, So yeah, I just... Wanted to get out. Yeah, and I just fell in love with the school, so... It was easy. So how do you think, because naturally I think that you are just a curious person. Mm-hmm. Um, you've never been one to shy away from adventure or mm-hmm. journey. And so I think that's just so fitting for you that you want to like go someplace else. I'm the investigator on the Enneagram. Which is the... I think it's five. I think you're right. Are you, you're a five four, right? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. We love the Enneagram. Yeah. Such a cool tool. But yeah, you're just such a naturally curious person. Um, how do you think going to a Catholic high school changed your growing up experience? You're a religious person, but you're not like extremely religious mm-hmm. or devout or anything. Book, yeah. Right. So... How do you think that that schooling experience um, was different for you and how did that impact you? So, well, before I went to the Catholic high school, I was just in regular public schools. Okay. But um, growing up, I went to church every Sunday, every major holiday. I went to CCD, the, um, I think it's some, it's called something different down here, but like the Vacation schooling. Bible school? I never did that. Okay. Thank goodness. Um no um Sunday school kind of but it wasn't on Sundays it was like like church school an hour a week oh oh like a Wednesday night youth group kind of thing yes okay yeah yeah so they call it CCD so I mean like I did that growing up hated it because all the people so I actually went to CCD in a different town than the school I went to so I didn't know any of the kids there interesting they were all like just bullies they were like Oh, like you're the you're the outcast. No one knows who you are. I'm like, 
you're at CCD. Like, you should be religious and nice. You should be a nice that. person. Yeah, they would, like, pull the chair out from under me when I was like, <laughs> oh, yes. they wouldn't. Reese, it was traumatic. Kate. Yeah, yeah. I hated it. That makes me really sad. Yeah, one time my mom was going to drop me off, and I told her, I was like, I can't do it anymore, and I stayed in the car. And I was like, you can't make me go in there. Like, it's horrible. She was like, okay, fine. Like, you're going to go next week. It'll be better. So, I mean, I went and it was fine. But back to that, I went like every Wednesday, whatever, growing up. um, Church every Sunday. So I was already used to, I was raised Catholic. I consider myself Catholic. Um, I'm not super religious anymore. Mm -hmm. I wish I were. And I'm trying to be. So, quick pause. Uh Do you think that having this, like, you were bullied at your church, like, school (laughs) experience. Like, that sounds dramatic, but, like, that sounds like bullying. (laughs) Do you think that impacted your relationship with religion? That the people that were supposed to be religious were the ones that were mean to you? You know, I guess I never thought of it that way, but... Whoa, you just, like, unpack something. (laughs) I feel like... Well, now that you point that out, I feel like yes, because I literally despised going to CCD from then on, despised going to church because I knew I would see the kids and their families. Well, and why would you want to go if you were just going to be tormented and made fun of? Yeah, and like I only felt safe when my mom was there at church, so I don't know, but I mean, it could have. Yeah. It's more of a leading question, Yeah. so... Yeah, I I really don't know. It probably did. Yeah, but then, so... Then I went to high school. Right. And it wasn't like... I mean, it was... I guess it was a pretty strictly Catholic rule school. <laughs> that didn't make That sense. rhymes. Bars? <laughs> <laughs> Bars. Like, it was... They They went by the Catholic book. Like, we had... A lot of my teachers were brothers. They were brothers oh. of the Sacred Heart. They wore like the really like, like the, the priest ri- outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the robes. Is yeah, that, yeah. I don't know the proper term. Yeah, I don't either. We'll have to look it up after. Um, yeah. So, but it wasn't anything like like I loved my high school. I had the best high school experience. I had the best friends. I'm still really good friends with a lot of them. Um. So it just, I'm really glad I went to a school that kind of like abided by those values because it helped shape who I am. Yeah. I think a lot of kids would look at that situation and think, oh, like this sort of strict or structured high school experience actually wasn't enjoyable felt restricting but you actually really liked that structure yeah so it wasn't like honestly it felt like a normal high school what I believe that would feel like just everyone's catholic okay so did y'all do like a a mass every day or every week no um okay we just did mass on like the big holidays okay um I had to volunteer a lot which I actually loved because yeah it like opened my eyes to the world we live in and I mean the high school was in a really bad town in Rhode Island oh interesting which is funny because like you couldn't even walk off the property without like fear of like what's around you what's gonna happen like yeah every night on the news it would be something happening in the town so it was like kind of scary in that way so like I I felt like it, it wasn't super like I I know, like, in a way, growing up, I was sheltered, but not, like, You how still it saw yeah. the world. Yes. And that's, At like, least in your pocket. Yeah. And I can thank my school for that, one, because it's of its location, but also, like, I would volunteer at the homeless soup kitchen. I would... Sure. Do a bunch of things like that. I think that's wonderful. Um, so, were you required to take any religion or Catholic classes, Yes, every year you had to take a religion class. And did it have to be about Catholicism? Yeah, they didn't offer any others. Any others? I mean, in some, I mean, they weren't structured like this is all about Catholicism. It was like Jesus growing up, 
like the milestones, but then you would also learn about like Buddhism, Hinduism. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's really neat that they kind of, even though it was just like the one religion class that Mm -hmm. everyone probably took for junior year or whatever, that they still really built in exploration and curiosity. for sure. So it didn't feel prescriptive at all, I guess, in terms of how they talked about religion with y'all. No, I mean, sometimes they would kind of like shove it down your throat, like this Mm. is the way, but... So it could be sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it it all just depends on each person's own experience. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but I personally never felt like they were, it was too much, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's really good. And of yeah. course, everyone has different experiences with that. But I think that that's great that you yeah. had a positive experience with yeah. that. Um, so you mentioned that you really actually enjoyed being surrounded by people with shared values. Mm-hmm. How do you think that impacted the values that you have today? Not just like in your religion class, but the fact that there were just people around you that believed the same things, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm constantly influenced by my friends and in a good way, not in a bad way, sometimes in a bad way, but like, <laughs> like our hooligan friends. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Nicole, just the other day, she was saying she needs to start giving back more. And I know I feel like that because, like, I'm, I feel so busy recently and mm-hmm. I'm just doing all these things. And then Nicole says that and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, it was the same thing in high school. Like, we kind of all did these things. Like, I met my best friend through the Best Buddies program, like, because mm. it was something we were both interested in. We wanted to like socialize with people yeah. um but also in a way that helps other people yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, it's brought me a lot of joy and new friends that's awesome yeah i think shared values is such an important place to start whether that comes from religion or not i think in our society it's hard for it not to because it's so overwhelming that like most people are catholic or christian mm-hmm. you know and have even though those are different, at least some sort of base level similarity in terms of their understanding of that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting that relating with someone on that level and having that same experience really helps you align with them in a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. Do you think that your religion as a kid has carried into adulthood? Because you were saying that... Um, you want to get more religious so in that you still consider yourself a catholic Mm -hmm. what does adult kate experience in terms of religion it's weird because i still have the same values that i learned growing up um through catholicism but i feel like a part of me has lost it Hmm. going to tcu which is weird because it's like a christian texas christian university but i think Probably the biggest thing was, I mean, everyone back home was Catholic. It was Mm -hmm. weird if you weren't. Yeah. But here, I feel like no one's Catholic. Everyone's Christian here. Yeah, everyone's Christian, but no one, I mean, very few are of the Catholic denomination. Yeah. So it's hard to, I guess, find people to keep that, like, alive within me. Mm. Um. So you feel very much... Correct me if I'm wrong, but like religion is a community. Yes. Okay. And so maybe not having that community has yes. let it, I don't want to say weaken, because just change. Like out of touch. Yeah. I feel like in a way, since going to college, I stopped going to um, church every Sunday. I stopped learning about it, really, because we only had to take like one religion class at TCU. Right. Um, Which in that religion class could be anything. anything. I mean, it's called TCU now, but it's not a religious university for yeah, all no, intents and purposes. It's not. I mean, we have a church on campus, but that's about it. Yeah, it's perfectly elective. Yeah. Um, so I feel like when I moved to college, that I just kind of lost it. Mm. Which I didn't mean to, but it just kind of happened. Sure. Well, life gets busy. Things yeah. change. Yeah. So it's not like on the forefront of my brain now, like you need to do this 
with your religion, you need to do that, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't really know if I have an answer for you on how yeah. it... No, that's fine. Yeah. Do you feel... Because it sounds like you have this desire to return to that and have that feeling. Why do you think you feel that desire? Do you think that that's an element of life that is necessary? Or do you feel like you're missing something that you used to have? I think... I feel like I'm missing something not necessarily something I used to have but it kind of like I'm more spiritual now Mm -hmm. and I like getting tarot cards read and I love that you know I love that I know and a few months ago so my grandma died in March and then I think it was that was the first person I've ever known who's died and it was like really hard for me yeah and it still is because like I don't know like I just think about it and I'm like oh my gosh like it's real but I have my tarot cards read and three of the cards the first one was saying there's something holding you down and then the second one said like you have a question in your life that you want to get answered and the third one said like your higher power will lead you to that is this when I read your cards? Yes. I remember this. I literally, I started tearing up. I got goosebumps. I, oh my God. Yes. I remember this. That was like probably a month after it happened. Yeah. And that whole week I had been researching like all about the afterlife. How do I know really? that like my grandma's soul made that it to heaven? That she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was eating me alive. And then when okay. you read that, I was like, what the fuck? Holy shit. Yeah. It was so weird. Like something switched in my brain and I was like, okay, the answer is my higher power. Yeah. So I still have yet to do my research on that. Well, I think research is kind of hard when it comes to this. Cause like, yes, research kind of opened your eyes to things, but also I feel like a higher power is so experiential that it's mm-hmm. like, how do you know until you experience it? So yeah. I think just living a full life yeah, comes with a lot of that, you know? No, seriously. And ever since that happened, like, I feel like I've been trying to live each day like it's my last. And yeah. I'm really not taking anyone in my life for granted. Even my friends, my family, yeah. everyone. But that's yeah, really that, big. that was just like really crazy. I did not know. So I knew that when I read your tarot cards that you had that reaction, obviously. But it was interesting because from my point of view, I didn't know that you were like asking these questions mm-hmm. about the higher power before, but I knew that you were Catholic. Yeah. That is so interesting to me. So you still consider yourself Catholic, but obviously you said like you have this new kind of spiritual dimension to mm-hmm. your religion. How has that changed your definition of your, like, spiritual practice? Do you think of your Catholicism and spirituality in tandem with one another? Do you think they can coexist? Because I think a lot of Catholics actually would say that, like, tarot is not okay. Yeah, which is funny because, like, I mean, back home a few summers ago, I went to go get a psychic reading mm because I love stuff like that. Same. Like, I love it. And I was with one of my friends who I went to high school with, and she was like, hell no, I'm not doing that. And I never knew that that's what Catholics thought. Like, yeah. you shouldn't do that over least demons, whatever. Right, right. All of that. That's like evil. Yeah. I was like, I want to do it. And so that, like, I, I guess I never really thought of them as going together, my spirituality and religion. But recently I've been thinking, like, I guess I, I don't have, like, a solid definition for both. I just feel like I'm Kate and I'm here. You do all these different things. Yeah. I'm, I'm living. I'm, I don't know what I believe in. I believe in something. Yeah. And it manifests itself in certain ways. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And I think it's so cool that you feel comfortable still retaining your label of Catholic. Because I think a lot of people would kind of shuck that and be like, well, I don't know anymore, so I'm not going to call myself that. But it's like, you can still hold on to values without completely upending all the other stuff while you explore new questions, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that any religion, whatever the label is, whether that's Catholicism, Christianity, Buddhism, Judaism, like, at the end of the day, 
all of the definitions of what those are are man-made. Yeah. So I believe that every one of us should be able to define what that practice looks like for us. So I Mm -hmm. think it's perfectly acceptable that Kate has her own definition of Catholicism that she practices, you know? That is so cool. Yeah. So obviously this is something that you're still actively exploring. And if this is like, you're like, I could not even begin to answer this question, that's fine. But what would you say if I asked you to describe what your higher power looks like right now? God. So you do, you call your higher power God? Yes. Um, to me, I don't know what that looks like, but I know I've seen too many things in my life happen that couldn't be attributed to anything else but a higher power. Tell me more. So, I I mean, I just think, I, I have, like, a list in my journal. Do you? I swear, really? like, this sounds so weird. No. But... Kate, you know this is, like, my I shit. Know. I want to hear all about this. But, like, whenever something happens in my life, I that's, like, crazy and is, like, somewhat traumatic, but also really, like, a miracle And, like, to powerful, me. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it started, I guess, like, the very first... <laughs> journal entry that I made was so we were um my family was driving back from visiting my mom's side of the family in New Jersey we would Mm -hmm. go every summer it's like the best and so we were driving back on the highway and we each of the kids had like a bag of candy (laughs) and I was like falling asleep in the back seat and I noticed something out of the corner of my eye my sister is like seizing like, Whoa. it looks like she's seizing. And then I look ahead of me, and she's, like, foaming at the mouth. No. Cannot breathe. How old are you? Ten. Oh, my gosh. Eleven. So, something was it crazy. Grace or Ellie? It was Grace. So, she was, what, like, six, seven? She was six. Wow. So, she was in front of me in the car. My parents pulled over on the highway and I remember my dad telling me, like, to get out of the car with my other sister and my brother. Yeah. So I, like, carried them up the hill. And my mom got in the back seat and, like, picked Grace up. And, like, I will never get this image out of my head. It's so horrible. But I'm, like, sitting up at the top of the hill holding on to... Well, because, of course, you're trying to protect Ellie and Jack. Yeah, and we're all crying. Yeah, because that's so freaking so, scary. Yeah. So my mom brings Grace out of the car and I just remember looking up and Grace was like dead. It was like, I'm not even kidding, the most traumatic thing I've ever seen in my life. So my mom's like holding Grace at her side and Grace's arms were like, she she Limp. visibly, like I thought she was dead. And my mom started like giving her the Heimlich. So she ended up choking on something. Okay. So that's why it looked like she was seizing like... She had, like, drool coming out of her mouth. She couldn't swallow. She couldn't breathe. She couldn't breathe. It was so awful. And my mom, she's a nurse, gave her the Heimlich a million times and nothing was working. Oh, my God. And in my head, this was, like, the first time probably I prayed alone. And I prayed. I remember, like, I was, like, looking at all the cars passing by. I was like, why can't I just be, like, why can't my family just be like them right now, just having like a normal day. Why is this happening to us? And I just prayed to God. I was like, please save Grace. Like, she's so young, whatever. Make her okay. Yeah. And then like 10 seconds after that, my mom gave her like the last time, like, and it came out and she was fine. It was crazy. Like that was my, like she had been doing it at least for five minutes. Which, at that point, I think it's reasonable for you you to think that she actually might not be able to breathe. Yeah. If the brain doesn't get oxygen for three minutes, it's yeah. usually considered clinically dead. Yeah. And it was probably a lot shorter than that, but it felt like... Forever. forever. Yeah. But if it is, that that is terrifying. Yeah. One, I'm so glad that Grace is okay. Yeah. I didn't know about this, but also, yeah. I'm sorry you had to watch that. It's okay. <laughs> But, but see, like, I'm I'm almost glad that I did in the weirdest way because it made me so protective over all my siblings. Yeah. And, like, 
if anything ever happened to them, like, well, I, I made sure, at least growing up, that nothing did, but... Yeah, as much as you can. Yeah, but, like, I felt like I needed to see that to kind of open my eyes to... I, I don't know, just... Something beyond. Because yeah. also, I think that a lot of people will call it coincidence, but I'm like, coincidence, magic, the universe, God. I'm like, there's all of these different words that people use to talk about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, all of those words are like what happened. When you yeah. pray to God, whatever that looks like for you, yeah. and 10 seconds later when this has been going on for a while Mm -hmm. and then it finally clicks and it's okay yeah that is really powerful it was crazy and that like totally changed my because then not long after that this is another thing in my journal entry um the whole thing with um captain phillips being taken hostage by the pirates oh yeah yeah so my mom and I would watch like the live coverage oh my god every night on tv like really like I was so into it I was like oh my gosh is he okay all this stuff and I mean I was still young I forget what year that was but I was young and every night we prayed like before we went to bed that he would be okay oh that's so sweet (laughs) I know I know um and then I mean, he ended up being saved. I remember after, like, the night I prayed for the longest, and he was fine the next day when we woke up. We got word that he was saved. I know. That is wild. I know. And I feel like there's little things like that that happen that, at least for me, keep drawing me back to questions like this. Yeah, yeah. And if you've had such powerful experiences, no wonder you feel this call to explore what that is. Mm -hmm. Goodness. Yeah. There are so many books that, like, I keep looking up books about, like, the afterlife and... Yeah. Like, where does your soul go Mm -hmm. go when you die? Where does your soul go? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But no, yes. Where where does your soul go? Where does your soul go when you die? Like so many things that I have questions on that like yeah I I need the listeners to drop some yeah drop drop some comments yeah. about <laughs> books and resources for this yeah so do you believe in a soul yes what does that look like for you like so every person individual has one yep is it the same thing as our consciousness or have you thought about that I have thought about it, but it's such a complex question for me. Got it. I think that's valid. But I feel like it is. Okay. Because, like, I know that I'm Kate, but I'm in this body. This has been, like, another question in my head since I was a kid. I'm like, why am my soul in this body? Why aren't I Reese? Yeah. Why aren't I anyone else? Yep. Okay. I think that that is definitely a good question in my yeah. philosophy brain. So it, at TCU, I took a philosophy of mind class. And one of the huge, the biggest question in all of philosophy is, is there a, a mind-body connection? Or are they two separate entities? And how does the soul work into that? Do people mean the same thing when they talk about the mind, when they talk about consciousness, when they talk about the soul? Mm. And how does it interact with our body? That is like the whole question of philosophy of mind. And there are no good answers out there. Like there is not one. And yet, (laughs) here we are living, breathing unique people Mm -hmm. with these unique experiences that I am like, of course, there's so much like science and neurology and like chemistry and biology that goes into making our bodies work. But I feel like there's this other spark that makes each of us us that there has to be something beyond just our atoms working together to make us who we are yeah so in your research thus far what have you found about the afterlife what feels like the most accurate in terms of that for you so I haven't done too much research yet because I'm nervous that when I buy the book I'm just gonna get like sad so I I've been like putting it off yeah until I'm like okay I mean (laughs) I don't know like I it still feels so fresh since my grandmother's death that like I'm too 
I know if I start reading it, I'm just going to get way too emotional. And think about her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, I've seen some things, like, when I look up the books to read, there's, like, a little kid who, um, he had a horrible car accident, went to heaven for, like, a few minutes, mm-hmm. and then came... I mean, you see those stories all the yeah. time. Um, so just stuff like that I've seen, which just makes me want to go and learn more about it, read more about it, watch more about it. Right. Whatever I can do to yeah. kind of more understand it more. But then, like, I'm also nervous to do so because what if I don't like what it's going to say? Yeah. You know? Sure. Do you think, though, that there is a right answer out there? Because I think so many people actually disagree about what that looks like. Yeah, I don't think there's one right answer that we probably won't know till we die exactly that's that's also one of my reasons for not doing it yet is because I know I mean some of these just based on briefly reading some summaries of the books I mean some people went to heaven and it was big gates open for them it was beautiful they all this stuff and then like other people were like I didn't see anything yeah so I think it's something that I have so many questions about, but I almost don't want to know the answer because when I don't know the answer to things, my mind like takes over my myself and is like, you need to know the answer mm. to this. You need to do that. Um, so, but it's something that you can't ever definitively prove. Yeah, which is crazy. Like yeah. that. That's probably the biggest thing. Is like. No one knows. Yeah. No one knows the one true answer. Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. So, you know that you'll never know this answer. Why do you think you still feel such a call to explore it? Because, I mean, obviously it probably changed a little bit when your grandma passed away. But even as a kid, you had this connection to a higher power and something beyond. Why do you think you feel that way? I don't know. I mean, I think I just have such... I mean, I'm the investigator. In the yeah. <laughs> I think I just have such, like, an inquisitive part of me mm-hmm. that I want to know the root of everything. I want to know why things are the way they are. Yeah. What happens. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think yeah. it's just... I think it's just my plain curiosity. I don't know if I have... Yeah. Some, I mean, I've recently been thinking about it way more because of my grandma, sure. but I mean, just the fact that like, she, like I was talking to her two days before it happened and then I'm like, her soul is gone. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. How did it get there? Did it get there safely? How does that happen? Who is she seeing? Is she seeing anyone? How is she feeling? Is she feeling anything? Just so many questions. Yeah. And questions that you and I unfortunately will not be able to answer yeah and I think tell me your thoughts about this Mm -hmm. a lot of my thoughts about the afterlife I think are colored by this idea that religion has often come from a place of not necessarily fear but human beings wanting to explain death and what happens after death. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why a lot of religions have a creation story and have an afterlife story, whatever that looks like, you know, is to kind of ease our minds a little bit and give us this answer that you can believe in so that you don't have to have these questions constantly running around in your brain, you searching for these things. What do you think about that? And how has this questioning of the afterlife changed your relationship with Catholicism? Or has it? Because it sounds like Catholicism maybe hasn't offered you like a perfect answer tied up in a bow that you're like, yes. Yeah. Done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't think... I feel like I have answers to nothing. Yeah. I think... um, I mean, like... I'm Catholic because my roots are Catholic, mm-hmm. not because I practice it, Yeah, but because I was baptized, I was confirmed. And maybe your values yeah. align with that, but not yes. necessarily the other kind of grouping of that. Right. Okay. Um, I just, I don't think I fit into one box yeah. of religion. Um, 
and I it, I don't try to. Yeah. Um, That's queen shit. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, like, I don't really care to. Like, I'm just me. Um, but I don't know if anything has answered my questions or will answer my question just reading, like, people's life stories and their own experiences. Yeah. I think that's what will get me there. Interesting. So do you hope to find an answer that makes sense for you one day that just makes you feel a little bit more at peace with, you know, when your loved ones pass on? Is that kind of the goal? Yeah, definitely. I just want to feel like... Like, I know what happened. That's another thing about me. I can't not know anything. Yeah. Like... This is true. You try and throw me a surprise party, I I will find out. Well, and Kate also, like, always has all of the, like, celebrity gossip and knows what's going on. And it's not because you're, like, some crazy person who's, like, always on Twitter. I feel like you just always know things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. You are just an inquisitive person. So... But I think that speaks true for this, too. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's really just for, like, internal peace. Yeah. Isn't everything about internal peace? Is it? it what do you mean? I mean, I, I don't know. Do you disagree? No, I don't know if I disagree or not. I get, So now I'm thinking, do you think everything... So I guess in this life, right, whether uh-huh. or not there's an afterlife, do you think that that's kind of the ultimate goal in terms of happiness is internal peace? Is that what we're all searching for? Well, it depends on the person. Sure. For me, it is. Okay. Like, I could be poor, but if I'm at peace, at peace then I feel like I would be happy. Yeah. Like, as long as I'm with my dogs, I'm happy. (laughs) Sweet dog lover, Kate. (laughs) That is so interesting. I've never thought about it in those terms, but I think that makes a lot of sense. What do you think happiness is? I mean, for you. Right. Because it's different for everyone. I mean, peace is definitely, I think, a really important word with that. I think for me, it's being at peace with the unknown. That Mm. has been the biggest thing for me that has brought me happiness. And that's kind of like what we were talking about at the mall a few months ago. Yes. But like knowing that, because I think in my path with all of these questions, my biggest thing that has made me want to keep asking these questions, but also so curious about what other people say is that I am like I know I will never know Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone is ever gonna know yeah but I just feel such a call to explore what that is and understand who I am who we are why we're all here on a deeper level that I want to be disproved time and time again to try and get closer and closer to like understanding what's there that I've had to like force myself to be okay with not knowing yeah. what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that that for me has been what's given me ultimate peace is, or I've tried to, I don't think I have found ultimate peace. <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yeah. When I reach Nirvana, I'll let y'all yeah. know. Um, and take me with you. Yeah. Well, of course, obviously <laughs> that was a given. Um, Nirvana is wherever Kate is, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I am Nirvana. Kate, Kate is Nirvana. <laughs> um, so I don't know. But again, I think that's something that's different for everyone. And that has just been such an important thing for me. And I think that peace and happiness are related, but different. See, it's weird because I think peace is happiness. You or, do. Sorry, I think happiness is peace. Okay, so to you, achieving, like, ultimate happiness is when you're at ultimate peace. Achieving peace is when I'm at happiness. Okay, got it. Because if there's no strife in my head or in my life... How could you not be happy? Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Absolutely. That is so interesting. At so, least me, after I've had, like, a glass of wine, that's... that's yeah. <laughs> Wine is happiness. Why? Why are you middle-aged Etsy mom? Yeah. Wine is happiness. <laughs> um, 
sorry, that was mean. Not all middle-aged moms are like that, but we all know those people. <laughs> yeah, most. Most of some you. Of them. <laughs> um, okay, so do you think that asking these questions brings you more peace or causes more strife if you know you won't know the answers? Uh, yeah, it, it causes more, like, uneasiness in my brain. Does it? Yeah, which is weird because I have so many questions that I want answered. Yeah. But and but it's weird because I feel happy now. But, like, I have all these questions that... I mean, I'm always going to have the questions because there's no right answer. Right. So all I can do is read about people's experiences. Yeah. Do you think that maybe... You know what? No, I'm not going to ask a leading question. Why do you think that is? That even though you have more questions now than you did, you feel more at peace. I think I've always felt at peace. Okay. Which is weird because, well, I don't know. Like, I've never had anything in my life where I'm like, not, you know? Where you're like very disturbed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except that one time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I I just feel content. Yeah. Yeah. That is so beautiful. And do you think that these questions just support you trying to understand it better, but that you feel at the same kind of level of peace? Like, you're okay not knowing, but you would like to know? Yes. Yes. Because that's another thing with me is that, I mean, there are some things in my life where I find out and I wish I never did. Yeah. And it's something like this, or this is a similar situation because I'm like, what if I find out the answer and I don't like it? Yeah. Which is something, I was saying that earlier, like, if I don't like the answer... I'm going to be mad that I even looked or I even (laughs) read about it. So it's similar to like, to that. I mean, like, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So Kate, on your grand journey of finding meaning in the afterlife and in peace and in life, what is something that you have done that you feel like has brought you closer to truth that you would recommend other people do if they had similar questions? Even if that is, like you said, just like looking up books to read. But is there anything that you feel like has helped you ask these questions and answer some of these questions that you've had? I definitely think journaling and alone time. Mm. I sound like such a recluse, but it's true. (laughs) Because, like, whenever I am feeling stressed or feeling overwhelmed, so I already like to be alone. I like I like my alone time. I'm very independent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just being alone can, like, I talk to myself in the store, <laughs> but, but not like, <laughs> okay, you look shocked. I'm kind of afraid. I... Well, you said in the store. I So now I'm picturing someone like hearing you talk to yourself and just being really afraid of that, you. That did happen the other day. I said, I mean, like, I, I, I speak like this, like under my breath. Like under your breath. Yeah, like, I, like I'll just be like, oh, Kate, those are cute shoes. <laughs> Is that weird? That's Is so that not funny. normal? No, so I talk to myself, but I feel like I don't do it out someplace. I only do it like... When I'm at home alone. Okay. Yeah, no, I do. I, I totally do it in Target. That's so funny. <laughs> but it's fine. I mean, like, I literally don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah, that is... People say that. It is true for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is actually true for but you. But it, it hasn't always been like that. Yeah. I used to, like, base my whole entire self-worth about what people think of me. What switched on that? Um, I was bullied to death. Yeah. But it's okay. Sweet baby Kate. It's okay. It made me who I am. It did. Everything does happen for a reason, but I'm sorry you had to go through that. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, I I still, like, I mean, I mumble under my breath to myself. But, I forget what the original Alone time and journaling helps you. Yes, helps me kind of open my mind up, release stress from work or life, whatever that is. Um... 
yeah i mean just being alone really yeah i like it yeah but not too much sure. you need a good balance i agree with that you need like 60 percent alone time 40 percent friend time there you go yeah ladies and gents that's how you find inner peace yes you heard it here first you heard it here first making meeting podcast from kate jerrier yes so when you've unlocked your happiness you know who to thank yes <laughs> my dms are open yeah that's <laughs> so funny okay last question kate yes in one word no hyphens no like it's two words but it's good one word oh gosh how would you say that you feel right now and don't try and make it fancy just whatever Excited. word comes to mind really mm-hmm. tell me why just like it's june summer's starting I'm seeing my family tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm about to drink some more wine with you. I have a big event coming up for work next week. That's my first solo event, event. I've ever done by myself. Um, yeah, just excited for the future. I love that. Thanks. And I love you. I love you too. Oh, so, so much. Love you. My sweet Kathleen the Queen. Reese Pie. <laughs> so funny that you call me Reese Pie. No one calls you Reese Pie, but Kate. Like, what the hell? No, it makes me feel so loved. <laughs> like it makes me. You know how grandparents have like yeah. really corny <laughs> like nicknames for names, you, yeah. yeah. Which it's like that is such a thing that like my grandma would call me, but it makes me feel so happy when I hear it. I don't know why, but I love it. <laughs> well, good. But thank you for being here. Thanks thank you for, for your time. Thank you so for fun. being vulnerable and sharing all of your thoughts. Of course, I'm happy to do it. Thank you. I love you. Love you. Thank you all so much for listening today, and a big thank you to Podington Bear for making Meanings theme music. If you want more of Kate, head over to her Instagram at Kate Jerrier. For updates on all of our stuff, follow us on Instagram at The Cohere Collective, and you can follow me on Instagram at Lillian Reese Brown. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you can subscribe to our newsletter on thecoherecollective.com so you never miss another episode. If you want more, a corresponding blog post about today's episode will be posted on Friday. If you feel so inclined, feel free to leave an honest review or rating. It helps me reach the people who will resonate with my content and hopefully reach my goal of making the world a better place. Sharing the pod is also a great way to start conversations with important people in your life. Right now, I'm feeling optimistic. Of course, it's only been a few weeks of 2023 so far, but it feels like good things are coming, and I hope you feel that way too. Thank you for being here, and I hope you feel like you are living more coherently. I'll catch y'all next time. Love.